I was in a McDonald's when she first called me because I had just stepped off the airplane. And here I was having this conversation that I could feel my could feel like my destiny changing in a way and I also could feel this like incredibly moved that something that I cared about so deeply had found the hands of somebody who was so authentic and I just was having all of these big feelings and somebody was asking me like can I come sit here and and they were eating their McDonald's next to me you know. Hello and welcome back to the Vintage Podcast, dear listener. Uh, just to locate you in the situation, you find yourself sandwiched in the middle of a Vintage Podcast two-parter. Yes, that's right, a double whammy to fill your boots with. Last episode, the Vintage Podcast met Sarah Jessica Parker. Yes, the Sarah Jessica Parker, uh, to talk about SJP for Hogarth, the imprint she has launched in partnership with Molly Stern, publisher of Crown and Hogarth. In that episode, she talked to author and vlogger Jen Campbell about her first find for the imprint, A Place for Us by Fatima Farin Mirza. Now you must go back and listen to that. It's a corker of an episode. Hearing about uh, Sarah Jessica Parker's life growing up around books and her feelings the first time she read the manuscript. It's just an experience. Have you gone and listened to it and come back? Good. Today we get to meet the author herself. Jen came back into the studio and this time we got Fatima in to talk about what it was like to have Sarah Jessica Parker pursue her first book as a debut author and about this book that has turned so many heads around the world. A place for us. So on the last episode of the Vintage Podcast, I had the pleasure of talking to Sarah Jessica Parker about her new imprint with Hogarth, um, and we're talking about the first book of that imprint, which is A Place for Us by Fatima Farheen Mirza, and now I'm here with you. Hi. Yay. Um, I think that uh, Fatima and I could talk for a very, very long time about this book. And we're going to, um, we have actually been talking before we started recording, which is very rude of us, and I'm sorry, you were there in spirit, um, but we were <laughs> fangirling about this book. And I told Fatima that it was absolutely fine to fangirl about your own book. I've given her permission, <laughs> that is okay. Um, so when I was talking to Sarah Jessica, we were talking about how this book came to be and how she met it. Mm-hmm. Um, as as part of the editorial process, but let's hear it from your side. Why did um, why did you decide to send it in? Um, did you send it specifically for this imprint, or was it just to Hogarth in general? So I had no idea about anything about the publishing okay. process before getting into it um, at all. Mm-hmm. I remember when. So the way that it worked on my end is that I was working on this novel. I finished a first draft then I edited my way through a second draft and then I was like okay now I'm it's not it's not ready Mm -hmm. but now I'm ready to 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 send it out into the world and see if I can work with an editor on it and so my agent had sent it out around the same time that Sarah Jessica was reading manuscripts and um so she it happened to fall in her hands Mm -hmm. and I I remember when my agent called me to tell me that that Sarah Jessica read it and that she loved it and I was I was so um I I didn't even know how to react Mm. you know I was so bewildered because I didn't even know what an imprint was you know and so she had to break it down for me and then I remember the first conversation I had with Sarah Jessica and how strongly I just felt just speaking with her and listening to her speak and it's just a feeling that's only grown I mean that was over a year ago now yeah and so am I right that you were in a McDonald's when she yeah yeah I was (laughs) I yeah I was in a McDonald's when she first called me because I had just stepped off the airplane 
And in the it was so bizarre because I was sitting down and there was all these people sharing the seat mm-hmm. with me. And here I was having this conversation that I could feel my you know, I could feel like my destiny changing in a way. And I also could feel this like incredibly moved that something that I cared about so deeply had found the hands of somebody who was so authentic Mm. and deeply caring and um, thoughtful about what they were going to do, what she was going to do in terms of the imprint and and publishing it. And I just was having all of these big feelings. And somebody was asking me, like, can I come sit here? And and they were eating their McDonald's next to me, you know. Um, Like having this dual experience. Yes, I'm in McDonald's right now, but I'm on the phone to Sarah Jessica Parker about this book I've been working on for eight years and that must be that must have been so weird yeah at the time it wasn't eight years um, okay because that was over a year ago um and but I had this feeling then and I've it's only grown now um that she's the ideal person that I could have imagined mm-hmm. reading it the in terms of her heart and her mind and she as a person she's just one of the most remarkable people that I've ever met mm-hmm. And to feel like I, and I felt like, oh, I trust you with this family story. And I feel so honored that that you have faith in the family story in the way that you do. And um, yeah, since then, we've just been in conversation about the book and um, it's gone through various editing processes. And yeah, so that's like where, the, how personally I've been moved by working with her, but also in a general sense, in a bigger sense, to think that here is somebody who believes so deeply uh, uh, in the power of literary fiction, Mm. who believes, who reads fiction uh, with their heart and their mind and they're um, like absolutely engaged, you know, uh, with the awareness of what entering a novel can do for you, can do for your consciousness, what it can introduce you to. And so when I see her speak about fiction or when I see her... um, um, like her intentions about it with, with as a reader and then also in the way that she's approaching her role as editorial director to th- and also the personal the mm. personal element of it where I have felt that she's been so someone I look up to and feel guided by and, and feel like I can learn from and, and then to think like here's this project that I've been working alone on that I care more than any that I've cared about more than anything in the world and that it's found the hands of somebody who cares so deeply and works through everything they do so intentionally Mm. and is just like an incredible human it's been more it's been everything I could have asked for you know I think it is a a, a beautiful pairing as well because as you say the way that she approaches books in general and the way that she approaches this book is so well suited to the the themes of the book itself because she's used to character studies because as an actress she's used to understanding a character so much and that's all what this book is about she understands this text and when mm. she talks about it and when I talk to her about it I could see the love that she has for it um, and how much she adores it mm. um, so I wonder if we could talk a little bit about the characters of this book considering that's the focal point so I know that for you the first image that you had of these five characters was at Hadia's wedding which is where we open as well um, what was it that intrigued you about this image in your mind that made you want to connect with these people I think when you're writing fiction you want you don't want to, at least for me, I don't want to begin with an idea in mind or a um, something concrete in mind as though I've already decided what I'm going to say. I want to feel that I'm, that I don't know what I'm trying to understand. And I think that that image was so rich for me because 
it was one image that asked questions. How did the family get to this place? How, were, how was each family member responsible and complicit in where they arrived eventually? Um, and so because of that, because I could follow it in fiction and just ask question after question, it could take me places to when Layla was 26 or Hadia was 13 or Amar was 17 until slowly answers to that question emerged. Mm. You feel like creating this novel is, is, is a map of the family, that you start in one place and it just one question leads to another, to a different time frame. Yes. Um, and it's not as if you could entirely understand all of these characters because they're so complex. And in fact, these characters don't even understand themselves. Um, but surely now, over the time that you've spent with them, you must feel like you really mm-hmm. do hold them close to your heart. Was there a key moment in the writing process where... I'm sure there were several key moments, but where you feel like you realized something about one of the characters or it made you understand something clearer? You know, because the novel is in different perspectives and because it returns to similar moments in their lives, and um, what I realized actually is that there is no right answer, Mm. that there is no one way to look at anything that happens in this family or any family or any relationship that, um, like, there are moments when Hadia... Um, out of jealousy for her brother betrays him and then so then that's that's simple right that Mm. that okay then it's her fault she has betrayed her brother in this moment but then when you press on that you see oh Layla has created a relationship dynamic because of favoring her son um, that has caused um, that has caused Hadia to to feel almost justified in that decision and then you press on that and you see no 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 Layla's not at fault then because Amar it was done out of good intentions because Hadia has been strong and and set in her in her ways in a way that Amar has always been fragile has always been vulnerable has asked for more affection in Mm. a way and so what I realized is not any single answer or any one way of looking at this family was just trying to train myself and trying to realize how little we actually know about each other and about how we love each other and how we harm each other and the more that we press on it the more we can kind of see it and you talked about it as being a map and I don't I do see it as a map but I also see it as like um like a jigsaw puzzle Mm. and all of these pieces come together um and yet it's it's like an incomplete picture. Or jigsaw pieces for different puzzles yes. that have been trying to place together. Right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, this book that you've written is, I mean, I've, I've told you already, I'm going to tell you again. This is my favorite <laughs> read of the year. It is amazing. And if all of you listening to this have not picked it up yet, please, 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 please do. And then come over here and fangirl with the two of us because that's <laughs> what we've been doing about this book. It's a book... I've just been fangirling yeah. about how you have thought about it <laughs> so we're getting really meta we're fangirling off each yeah. other and the book um but it's a book that's amazing for discussion because there are so many little subtle details um so pick it up make your friends pick it up talk about it and then tweet us and talk to us about it because we would love to hear what you think and thank you so much thank you um, and the best of luck with everything thank it's, you it's wonderful it's been a pleasure mm-hmm.
Thank you so much for listening to the Vintage Podcast. If you do pick up a place for us, do tweet us at Vintage Books and let us know what you think. Thank you so much both to Sarah Jessica and Fatima for coming in and talking to us so openly about this amazing project. Don't forget to subscribe to hear more bookish podcasts just like this one. And until next time. <laughs>